Welcome to Season 1 of Master the Prophetic Audio Experience. We are on a discovery journey to activate, grow, and release the voice of God not just for us, but the world around us. We interview guests from all walks of life and backgrounds and how their experiences with God has advanced their path to mastering the prophetic. This season, we're asking guests how the voice of God has helped identify and navigate life through seasons of hardship and crisis and how to even steward a season of success. Come join us now during this conversation. I do want to encourage you to get a copy of our book, God Still Speaks. I'm going to be ministering directly from this book tonight, God Still Speaks. Uh, there's a chapter, chapter 13, the entire chapter is on the subject of prophetic presbytery. And I'll explain to you uh, what that term means for those who may not be familiar and why I believe this is such an important part of releasing people, releasing ministries, helping members discover <clears throat> their gifts, their, their calling, set them in ministry. There's so much that this does. And unfortunately, it's not practiced in many churches, but it is being practiced in more and more churches. And it is biblical and it is scriptural. Um, one of the things that I learned uh, years ago, maybe in the early 90s, we began to move in prophetic ministry. Around 1989 was when I began to really move into prophetic ministry on a consistent basis, began to teach on the subject in our local church. And one of the things that I learned was the importance of having a, what we call prophetic gatherings. And every year we would have prophetic gatherings and we started doing these gatherings on a consistent basis. And it really it really did so much for our church and so much for our members and so much for our leaders. I saw the value of having a prophetic gathering. I remember there was a book, and I think the book is out of print now. It's called Prophetic Gatherings in the Local Church by David Blungren, and that was published by Bible Temple Publishing out of Portland, Oregon. And it was a book that we used to help us to understand the importance of prophetic gatherings, the importance of what we call prophetic presbyteries, and we began to do this. It, it, it has really been practiced uh, consistently in some parts of the country, in some churches, uh, since around 1948 when it was restored. And uh, of course, throughout history, there's been prophetic ministry, but some of the things that were practiced in the early church were lost over time because of tradition and religion. And then the latter rain movement, which was a movement that began in the the northwest part of the United States in the western part of Canada began to emphasize again the importance of prophecy and they had what, what we call prophetic presbyteries where they would bring in uh, to the local church uh, leaders, either apostles, prophets, individuals who had a resident gift of prophecy and they would spend time prophesying over certain individuals that were chosen for this kind of ministry. And basically what this, what this does, it teaches us not only the importance of personal prophecy and the importance of every believer prophesying, which are, which are important subjects, but also the value of having your leaders, your pastors, elders of the church prophesy over your life because of their, their position, their authority and the spirit. And, and God uses these elders and uses pastors and leaders, apostles, prophets, those who are what I call governmental giftings to prophesy over our lives, words that help release us into our destiny, into our purpose. And of course, again, everyone can prophesy on some level. Remember, there's the spirit of prophecy, <clears throat> excuse me. There is the, the gift of prophecy. There is the ministry of the prophet. 
And then there's what we call prophetic elders or leaders, fivefold ministry gifts who also prophesy. And let me give you a verse of scripture first. And many of you may be familiar with this verse of scripture. First Timothy chapter four, uh, verses 14 through 15. This is Paul writing uh, to his spiritual son, Timothy. Notice what he says. He says, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of, of, of the hands of the presbytery or elders. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. So there's several things I want to bring out in that particular verse. Notice number one, that uh, evidently at the time of his ordination or some particular time, the elders of the presbytery gathered around Timothy laid hands on him and began to prophesy over his life. And as a result, there was a gift that was imparted into Timothy that Paul told him not to neglect. And the result would be that his, his profiting would appear unto all. So evidently there, was, uh, there were times in the, in the church when elders would lay hands on uh, either ministers or certain individuals and prophesy over their life. And so we call this a prophetic presbytery. Now, let me say this from the start. There are many churches that do not operate in this, and by no means am I trying to put any church down. Different churches have different cultures, but I do believe it's something that churches and local churches need to discover and, and some need to rediscover. Um, so many of you watching me, you may don't get frustrated and saying, well, I don't have that available to me. How can I get it? We'll, we'll talk about that uh, some in this program of how we can get it restored and, and what individuals can do to get this kind of ministry. But what we began to do in our local church, we began to uh, seek out individuals or individuals began to come to us in our church who were either uh, in a place of ministry or desiring to go in ministry or desiring to be released in ministry. And they said, we want a time when the elders would come and minister to us prophetically. And one of the things I did was I began to call in visiting presbyters, some apostles, some prophets, elders that I knew, even from different churches and different parts of the country. I would have them come in, maybe five or six of them. We would select a certain number of individuals uh, and we would minister prophetically to them and we would lay hands on them and each of the presbyters would prophesy over their life. And some of these presbyteries would, would last uh, several days. We, we would sometimes minister to maybe 10 people a night. And sometimes it was even shorter than that because it's more of an intense time of ministry. And we saw individuals' lives simply transformed by what these prophetic gatherings and prophetic presbyteries would, would do in their life. And the, one of the reasons why we brought people in from the outside Number one, they were, they were fivefold ministries, which means they had a certain amount of authority, but they also had the resident gift of prophecy. And because they did not know the particulars of the people that they ministered to, uh, it was very supernatural the way they would minister. I, as a pastor, would be a part of it. And I knew the individuals and still prophesied. You can prophesy to people that you know, uh, but since they didn't know it, it was amazing some of the words and the accuracy and the impartation and the destiny that was released during these times, what we call prophetic gatherings. Let me define to you what a prophetic presbytery is. And I'm reading from page 184. If you have the book, you can follow me. If you've ordered the book, God Still Speaks, on page 184, it defines what this is. It says, a prophetic presbytery 
is composed of presbyters or elders of a local church who are also apostles and prophets and who have the resident gift of prophecy. Now, we also sometimes have teachers with the resident gift of prophecy, but we try to make sure that they, or even evangelists with the resident gift of prophecy, but we try to make sure that they're elders in fivefold ministry gifts because, again, they carry a certain amount of authority and power uh, being in that particular position. Let me say that again. A prophetic presbytery is composed of presbyters or elders of a local church who are also apostles and prophets and who have the resident gift of prophecy. What a when, a, when a prophetic presbytery is held, these presbyters or elders lay hands on and prophesy over selected believers to speak the will of God over them, impart gifts, and release them into their membership ministries. The presbyters do not have to be from the local church where the presbytery is being held. In other words, local churches can call in presbyters from other churches to conduct the presbytery. And Bill Hammond, uh, who's one of the pioneers in the restoration of prophetic ministry, defines prophetic presbytery as a time when two or more prophets or prophetic ministers lay hands on and prophesy over individuals at a specified time and place. Prophetic presbyteries are conducted for several reasons. Number one, for revealing a saint's membership ministry in the body of Christ, which means often when we conduct these kinds of uh, presbyteries, the Lord either confirms the gifts that are in the person or either identifies the gifts that are in the person through prophecy so that the person can really either, either discover or know beyond a shadow of a doubt what their calling is. Often when we're prophesying over people, we'll say things like the Lord has called you into a pastoral ministry or into a teaching ministry or into a prophetic ministry or even into an apostolic ministry or, or the ministry of helps or the ministry of governments or, 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 or some other ministry, the ministry of mercy. And we, we begin to confirm because some people, they know they're gifted. They may have an idea of what their gift is, but they kind of struggle and what their gift or their membership ministry is. And prophecy is able to help us to confirm that. Number two, for ministering a prophetic rhema word of God to individuals. There's some people that they're at a season in their life where they really need to hear clearly uh, the word of the Lord. Now, again, this can be done through personal prophecy. Um, we always have that occurring in our church. We believe in it. But prophetic presbytery is a time when, when we spend more time prophesying over the individual and we, we do it publicly. We do it before the church. We set the candidates down before the whole church so the whole church can also hear what the Lord is saying to the individual. It blesses the members of the church to see the members who are getting prophetic presbytery uh, get, get this kind of ministry and, and, and they also are in agreement with it. We, we often have a time of fasting and prayer before we do this um, we encourage the, the people receiving the ministry to spend some time fasting. Uh, we fast so that we're very sensitive. It's a very holy time, a very consecrated time. It's a tremendous time. And so one of the things that some people in life, maybe they come and they say, look, I need prophetic presbytery. I need elders to lay hands on me uh, because I'm at a crucial time in my life. I need this kind of ministry. Now, now let me say this. There, there are times when it can be done formally where the church can actually call a prophetic gathering and have two or three days of doing this and ministering maybe to 20 or 30 of their leaders or people who are 
or coming into prophetic or coming into ministry or people that we select that we we know we feel or people that have come to us to say I need this kind of ministry of course it's very difficult when you have a large church one of the difficult things we, we we've had challenges we've had is because our church is very large we just can't accommodate everyone and we haven't done it as much as we we, we could have uh, so we do try to get every member in our church prophetic ministry when they join our church when they go through the new members class we send teams we minister to every new member prophetically um, but there are times when a person needs this kind of ministry now we always do this when we're ordaining someone when we're ordaining someone publicly we do this we always have the prophets or the apostles come around lay hands on them and by course prophesy over them during the ordination and the verse I read about Paul ministering to Timothy could have been at his ordination. When I was ordained in 1981, there was no prophetic presbytery. They handed me my license in a state convention, and that was basically it. Our church, our, our denomination did not move in the prophetic, and so it was not our culture. So I, I didn't receive this kind of ministry uh, when I was ordained. But when I began to discover it, how powerful it was, I began to incorporate that into our church. So there are some people that need a word. Now, now you can need a word and don't have to have presbytery. You don't necessarily have to have elders or three or four people minister. And the reason why this is so powerful is because each presbyter will have a different part. Remember, we know in part and we prophesy in part. Each presbyter will deal with a, a certain part of that person's life. Someone may deal with their marriage. Someone may deal with their ministry. Someone may deal with their finances. Someone may deal with some other area. By the time all three or four of them have ministered, the person has a much more complete picture of what God is saying to them. Now, again, you may need a word in your life. You may need someone to minister to you, and a prophet can do that. A prophetic minister can do that. Another believer who flows in prophecy can do that and really give you tremendous answers and, and confirm things and help you you know, get a, get a word for a, a, your destiny. So you don't necessarily have to have this kind of ministry, but this is a powerful way to get leaders and people maybe who are in our church who are going to the next level of the, what they need to really push them into the next level of what God is calling them into. Uh, so let me say this again. Number one, what the purpose of these prophetic presbyteries? Number one, for revealing a saint's membership ministry in the body of Christ. Number two, for ministering a prophetic rhema word of God to individuals. Number three, for the impartation and activation of divinely ordained gifts, graces, and callings. Now, remember what, what Paul told Timothy. Neglect not the gift that is in thee that was given thee through prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery or the elders. So Timothy received a gift, a spiritual gift, through impartation by the laying on of hands and, 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 the, and the prophetic words of the elders, which means that one of the ways that we can receive giftings and, and, and different impartations in our life is by having apostles and prophets, other fivefold ministries lay hands on us, prophesy. Now, it doesn't mean that every time you get hands laid on you that you receive a gift. But there are times, especially at ordination, when people can receive uh, divinely uh, divine giftings and un unctions and anointings through prophetic presbytery. I, I actually believe and one of the reasons why often the gifts of God are not on a level in our local churches that they, where they should be is because of the lack of this kind of ministry, because we've not really taught on it, developed it. And so often members, leaders, 
ministers, they lack impartation. So often when we're laying hands and prophesying over people, we'll begin to prophesy the Lord is releasing a gift of healing into your life, or a working of miracles. The word of knowledge is going to begin to operate, or, or, or the gift of faith is going to begin to operate. And at that time, there's a divine transfer into their life. And that is something that is that is indispensable. It is something that is so important. We want our churches to move in greater realms of gifting and power, and we want our, our, our ministries to move in greater gifts and power. Now remember, when I was ordained, and I was ordained in 1981, and that seems like an eternity, uh, my, my particular denomination did not move in the prophetic on this level, and so I did not receive an impartation like this because we just didn't function this way. But since that time, I and other elders have laid hands on ministers, ordained ministers. We do it in our conference every year. And through the laying on of hands and through prophetic presbytery of the fivefold ministers, God uses the authority of those offices to impart gifts. Now, don't, don't mistake what I'm saying. I am not saying that you have to have this kind of ministry to have a gift from God. God can give you gifts directly. You can receive a, a gift directly from heaven. So I'm not saying this is the only way you can receive spiritual gifts. I'm simply saying it's one of the ways, one of the vehicles, one of the ways that God releases giftings is through prophecy, the vehicle of prophecies. I don't want to make anyone feel that you don't have any gifts if you've never received this type of ministry. Gifts can come directly from heaven, and God doesn't have to use this to get you a gifting, but often we have found, and again it's based on 1 Timothy 4.14, when Paul told Timothy, neglect not the gift that is in you or the that was given to thee by prophecy. So evidently prophecy is a vehicle or a tool through which the gifts of God can be released into our lives. Those are the three of the major reasons. Number four, for revelation, clarification, and confirmation of leadership ministry in the local church. Often we do this kind of ministry over emerging leaders uh, in our church, people who've, who've been faithful, they're emerging, we know they're ready to go to the next level, and they need a revelation, clarification, and confirmation of their ministry. And God confirms things through prophecy. He, re he reveals things through prophecy. It builds that person's faith when they hear from heaven. They have confidence in what their gift and calling is. They're not trying to figure out, what am I called to do? They know what they're called to do. Now, again, you don't have to have this kind of ministry to know what you're called to do. God can reveal to you what you're called to do. You can move in it without this kind of ministry. But it is one of the ways that God uses to help people to move into their membership ministries. Number five, for the laying on of hands and prophecy over those who have been called and properly prepared to be an ordained minister serving in one of the fivefold giftings. And so we always do this when we ordain people. We never have an ordination where we don't have prophets and apostles laying hands and prophesying over people. Um, sometimes ordinations are more ceremonial than really impartational. They can read scriptures, they can pray, but there's no one really flowing prophetically to impart into that person's life what they need at the point of ordination. We want to make sure that our ordinations are not religious and ceremonial without the power of God. Prophecy is a very important part of ordination, and there are thousands of people that have been ordained, and, and their church ordained them the way they do, and they're, they're, they are ordained. It doesn't invalidate their ordination, but they didn't really have the full power and release of God's plans, purposes, 
impartation that they could have had if there were prophets and apostles that knew how to prophesy, lay hands at the point of ordination. So if you're an apostle, a pastor, a leader, and you're ordaining people, you need to you need to elevate your level of the prophetic in your own life so that you can properly set people in place through the laying on of hands and through prophecy. Now that doesn't negate the reading of scripture or the charge that you do or whatever ceremony you do. If you want to do that, some churches have ceremonies they conduct during ordination. I have no problem with that as long as we just don't have ceremony without power or traditional religion with no impartation and no power. Now, a prophetic presbytery is different from receiving prophetic words from a prophetic team. Prophetic presbyteries are governmental because they are conducted by the authority or elders of the church. Now, a, a prophetic team does have authority. Every believer has authority. But the elders, because they are elders, have a particular authority uh, from heaven because they've been set in that position. Prophets have authority. Everyone has authority. But elders, presbyters, have an authority in the local church. So when you, when you do a prophetic presbytery, a lot of what you prophesy is also governmental. It sets things in order in the person's life. Uh, you prophesy with a tremendous amount of authority. The person really hears the word from heaven. The authority of, of, of heaven comes into their life. Things are set. Things are adjusted. Things are established. This is what these, these are things that governmental leaders do. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, elders, fivefold ministry gifts. These are governmental giftings. They have a certain amount of authority. So often we see a lot of adjusting, a lot of establishing, a lot of, a lot of uh, foundation laid in a person's life through this kind of ministry, prophetic presbytery. Let me, let me read that for you again. And I'm reading from the book, God Still Speaks. A prophetic presbytery is different from receiving prophetic words from a prophetic team. In our church, we have prophetic teams. Um, we have individuals that have been trained in the prophetic. And we have people that come to our church on a consistent basis who've never received prophetic ministry that we prophesy over and lay hands in, in part. Um, they come from other churches, but and there's nothing wrong with that. But this type of ministry are governmental. It's the elders of the local church prophesying over individuals that are, that are, that are members of that local church. Again, prophetic presbyteries are governmental because they are conducted by the authority or elders of the church. Presbyteries are to deliver prophetic words to the people they have gathered or people that have been chosen to pray for. But prophetic presbyteries have more of a setting and releasing aspect for those receiving ministry. Again, it's more setting, more releasing, more governmental, more establishing. So the words tend to be more setting and governmental in the person's life. It's just a deeper realm uh, of prophetic ministry. Uh, remember, there are different levels of the prophetic. There's the pro prophecy as a result of being baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking unto men, the edification, exhortation, comfort. There's the gift of prophecy, which tends to be deeper. There's the office of the prophet. Prophets tend to operate in more than just prophecy. They're seers. They have visions. They operate in the word of knowledge. Then there's the governmental aspect of when, when elders come and they begin to prophesy. And by the way, I believe that every elder of a local church should have a prophetic uh, realm. Some have stronger prophetic giftings than others, but every elder should prophesy. You should not have elders that have not been trained and activated in the prophetic in a local church. We don't want elders that just have elders in name only. We want people that can move in the power of God. Let me say that again. Prophetic presbyteries 
have more of a, a setting and releasing aspect for those receiving ministry. Number six, the further development of ministries within the local body. Number seven, specialized assistance through prophetic revelation and individual lives. Number eight, the strengthening of the whole church in a better understanding of God's ways through receiving prophetic uh, ministry. Number nine, the raising of the spiritual level of the, the whole church through seeking the Lord in fasting and prayer. Uh, number 10, the receiving of prophetic direction for the whole church. Sometimes in prophetic presbyteries, we also begin to prophesy over the whole church. Sometimes we actually give words to individuals that are, are, are coming to the presidency who are not actually uh, receiving this kind of ministry because the, the, the atmosphere is so charged with a prophetic spirit until it, it, it's, it's, it's a great way to release the word of the Lord over churches, over other people as well. Uh, number 11, the imparting of gifts and blessings to believers by the laying on of hands. Number 12, a greater recognition of God's order in the authority of the local leadership as overseers of the lives of the people. And number 13, a, a deposit of faith in the hearts of, or, of the congregation to see God's purposes fulfilled. Uh, prophetic gatherings are times when destinies are revealed and released. Wow, that, 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 that in itself is worth having prophetic gatherings. Again, prophetic gatherings are times when destinies are revealed and released. Prophecy has always been a vehicle through which the Lord has given direction, blessing, activation, and impartation to his people. This can be seen when Jacob gathered his sons together. Jacob spoke prophetically to his sons and detailed their destinies and inheritance in Genesis chapter 49. It is important for churches and believers to set aside times for prophetic gatherings. Uh, see, we, we have so many different meetings in the church. We have evangelistic gatherings, which are important. We have teaching gatherings, which are important. We have praise and worship gatherings, which are important. We have prayer gatherings, healing gatherings, deliverance gatherings, which are important. But uh, sometimes we don't really have very many prophetic gatherings. And so uh, these times can be times of power and release when accompanied by prayer and fasting and the laying on of hands of the elders, uh, which... Uh, which is something that, again, we need to do more on a consistent basis. Sometimes the prophetic words spoken during the time of presbytery will not be fully fulfilled until years later. Sometimes what we release doesn't happen right away, but you can actually see things happen in the life of a person that received presbytery months or years ago. Because sometimes the word of the Lord is not fulfilled immediately. Uh, with prophetic presbytery, believers can prepare for the future by aligning themselves with the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord will be tested, but a believer walking in faith and fulfillment will see the desired result. We are on the final months of 2022. Don't go into another year without hearing the voice of God. Go to www.impactuniversity.com to download your free copy of our brand new Master the Prophetic devotional to help you hear the voice of God for your now season and your future. Feel free to text us your questions on the prophetic, deliverance, or any other subject at 773-923-0451. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.